Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our Clone Wars Rewatch. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. I'm Herd Barbarian. And you guys have no idea how much work uh, we just did uh, to be able to actually record right now, because we had some... Obviously, we've had some technical issues since last week that prevented us from recording. We've had some temporary fixes. We've played with things, and we were back on schedule this Monday and Wednesday, but apparently Wednesday, uh, some people were saying that the main show audio was very low. Like Some people said they had to turn the volume up all the way to hear us, and it was very drastically different than other podcasts where, you know, having volume all the way up blew out their ears and so forth and so on. So for the past couple hours we have been playing with uh, mic setup and positions and all kinds of stuff to try and get it at least listenable uh, because you know our whole shtick is that we do a podcast for you to listen to and we want that to be good. We want it to be quality content and so when it's not we want to do what we can to make it happen and but oh oh my goodness, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of work. This um, week. you know it. It's just let giving you a glimpse into sometimes technology is a blessing, sometimes it is a curse, and right now it's cursing us, uh, like the plague. But it seems to be okay. Uh, you'll just have to please give us feedback. We love to hear not only whether or not you enjoyed an episode, but also just tell us technical stuff. Was the sound audio off? Was uh, uh, the intro music too loud? Or it was a transition segment too loud? Or so forth and so on. Let us know because we listen to the audio Wednesday. We always play it back. Um, we've had a couple of incidents in the past that now we play back every episode before we put it up. We played it Wednesday before it was posted. And it sounded okay to us. So from our end, we had no reason to think that it was uh, messed up. Yeah. Until somebody said something, so... Yeah, that's the thing. If you don't like something about something, just tell us. Because there's no way we can know until you tell us. Right, so we're we're constantly trying to tweak and perfect it. So all that to say, if there's anything off about this episode or any episodes in the future, just let us know. Uh, we, we want to, again, make this the best, uh, the highest quality content uh, for you so that you keep listening and keep enjoying the Star Wars conversations. Particularly as of today, about Clone Wars. Clone Wars. So, again, technical issues. We're, we missed our Clone Wars rewatch uh, from last week. Um, but So, this week, you're getting a double dose. Today's episode is the episode you should have gotten a week ago. And then, um, shortly thereafter, you'll be listening to the episode that was meant for this week. So, yeah. in all, you're getting... Uh, we're talking about five episodes... This Friday, so lots of Clone Wars rewatch content for you now. So hopefully you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, this one's definitely going to be our more usual length because it's three episodes, but the other one's only two episodes, which is part of why we decided to double down, mm -hmm. is because the other one was so small. So all that to say, uh, yeah, Clone Wars rewatch. It feels like well two weeks yeah. <laughs> since we've done this last time. Um, but it continues to be one of our favorites because it continues to be one of your favorites. You, yeah. you guys, man, you guys love... You guys uh, like Clone Wars. Yeah, some of these episodes have 80, 85 listeners, 
and most of our other stuff has like 60, 65. Mm -hmm. So uh, most of our listeners go for the Clone Wars content, which is no surprise. Yeah. I mean, we are pretty great. We are great, but Clone Wars is better. (laughs) You are great. You are... You are great. You are fantastic. You can do this. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Girl. Um, (laughs) So this week... Well... This week we're talking about a lot. This episode this week, we're talking about The Revenge of Boba Fett, which is why we had a main show about Boba Fett uh, this past Wednesday, which got a lot of good feedback, and you guys, some of you seem to enjoy. Uh, Again, we love to hear from you, so let us know what you thought about it, uh, if you've listened to it. If not, hopefully, after these episodes of The Clone Wars, it'll inspire you to go back to it. Um, I think we... We tried to make it not your typical Boba Fett conversation. Yeah. And I think today we're going to have a not typical Boba Fett conversation as well because these episodes are very interesting in how much they have impact our view of Boba Fett a little bit. So Yeah, definitely for me. So starting off with Season 2, Episode 20, Death Trap. We are closing in on the end of Season 2 now. Um, and that's great because Season 3 has some amazing episodes. Uh, that I cannot wait for you to see, Moo. Um, but today's uh, episode, this moral, um, it says, Who my father was matters less than my memory of him. And I had to think about that one for a while, but I do, for the most part, agree with the sentiment because, you know, it's one of those ideas of hindsight a little bit, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, what he might not have been the I'm not talking about Django in particular but just thinking about a person you're remembering he might not have been the greatest person but you know what matters most is how you remember him mm-hmm. and and what you choose to remember about him and so and I think the way that implies uh in these episodes is you know who Django was it doesn't matter as much as who Boba remembers him as and I think he kind of gets it a little twisted here, you know, I think, and that's something we're going to talk about, especially in the last episode, where it's like, you know, it, is this what he would have wanted Yeah. a little bit? And, and that's the thing, I think, that comes in of, that's why it matters how you remember him, because depending on how you remember your father, he's either going to be like, yeah, avenge me, or it's like, that's not, that's not what I want. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, but the opening narration is, Calm before the storm. A rare and welcome respite from endless battle awaits Jedi Knights Anakin Skywalker and Mace Windu as they travel through deep space aboard a Jedi cruiser Endurance. Uh, preparing to rendezvous with Republic Frigate, the Jedi remain unaware of a deadly peril lying hidden in their midst. It's There's something in the midst! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Sam Witwer's in that movie. The joke that I was going to make is far outshined by that one. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine, but it was really funny. Okay. What were you going to say? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> it was that good. Um, so before we get into the overall um, review and discussion of the episode, what was it like for you seeing these episodes? Was it how you met? Because you, I mean... I'd been hyping up, oh, the Boba Fett episodes are coming, the Boba Fett episodes are coming. You know, was this what you thought it would be with Boba? Or, you know, what was your initial, oh, this is happening. Well, I was thinking, like, we were going to get an older teen Boba with, like, bad attitude and just... 
Yeah, much, you know? much closer to probably how we think he is in the later movies. Yeah. Like, I was I was thinking, you know, wearing his dad's armor, gonna go in guns a blazing. Mm-hmm. But, no. Well, we, we do see, what I like is in um, the next couple of episodes, we do see he has his uh, father's um, holsters. He is wearing his uh, holster belt and using his, his blaster pistols, which is really cool. Um, I, because of his size, I don't, he's wearing Mandalorian knee guards, but I don't think they're his father's just because of the size, of, like, be a little misproportioned. Yeah. And in Legends, they really tried to make it, so in Legends, um, Boba Fett was actually pretty active with the Separatists as well, uh-huh. and he actually had his father's armor resized so that he could wear because remember, he's like 13, um... And so he had his father's armor resized to use it, which was then an explanation for why his armor changed so much later is because he changed his father's armor to fit his younger self. So when he outgrew it, he actually had to kind of cobble it together. So, yeah. But anyway, um, I, th- I, w- I think that this was probably very different for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've been sitting with it for so many years that you know I this I know this is his story now so it's I can't really rewind back to that moment when it was like did did this how I think was this how I thought it would go you know I can't really step back into that um yeah but I have I, I do think that for a lot of people they were it was different than what they expected mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where it's also like what did you expect because we didn't really have a lot to go off of. We just knew Boba Fett was coming back. Yeah. You know, and we don't really know much about his character if you ignore... Yeah. I know Legends wasn't a thing then, but if you ignore the... all the EU stories... Yeah, and I think in these these few episodes we really do get a, you know, a good view of his character at this moment. Not right. necessarily as an adult, but at the moment where he's still, you know, he's still hurt by losing his father. Yeah. Well, and we're not done with him, so it's going to be interesting in, I want to say, a couple seasons. Maybe just one season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's either season four or five he comes back. But either way, it's going to be interesting to revisit him and see what's changed and also be able to look back at these episodes and say what here made that happen you know what in these three episodes made boba do that because i think that's going to come up a little bit so but without further ado though yeah um, let's actually talk about these episodes i guess yeah so we open the episode opens in on in i almost called them imperial they're close (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're all flying pizza (laughs) (laughs) we open up on uh flying pizza uh ship as we usually do in Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, but we have a real neat little field trip for the kids in the academy of, well, academy, the clones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we see a group of young clones, which is something that we don't see very often. That is true, and and I think that it was nice that they capitalized on not just, um, you know, showing off Boba, but making a point to show off um, the other clone kids, too. Yeah. Like, it took me a minute to be like, okay, the one with the long hair is Boba. 
I was kind of surprised that he didn't kind of change that to fit in more, but I guess, you know. He changes his hair later, trust me. Oh, no. Yeah. I like his love for his girls. <laughs> no, that goes away real yeah. quick. <laughs> We've had the conversation before of you're going to have to take our sons to get their first haircut because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to, to like, no. Gonna... Yeah, because then you would actually collect their hair and be weird like that. It's not weird. <laughs> okay. I don't know. People out there. With mothers who made baby books or kept souvenirs from your childhood. Did your mother save, like, your first haircut curl? This is weird. Just col it's like you're collecting for alchemy. I've got his teeth. I've got his <laughs> hair. I've got his toenails. She only saved the first tooth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You know there's things where it's like it looks like a set of dentures, and, yeah. but it's, it's a container, and each individual tooth opens up for you to put the baby's tooth in. Stuff like that exists, and it's weird. Okay. John, where is my, uh, my fugly doll? <laughs> because a... that's exactly what I'm going to do <laughs> if we ever do something oh, like no. that. Sew it into a teddy bear. Oh, my goodness. Was that too weird? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no. What? Not weird, just off topic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, we get some light ribbing from the other clone cadets. Well, clone babies. Yeah. Um... Towards Boba, being like, eh, what you call me? That's kids exactly being what they kid. sound like. Yeah. yeah, kids being kids. Which, kids will be held for, responsible for their actions. But also, just kids yeah. being oh, like, yeah. stupid. Oh, well, yeah, don't, that's not a overarching statement. We're yeah. just here, the kids teasing. Are, kids are jerks. <laughs> you know, they just, it's yeah. one of those things kind of built in. It's just like. Yeah. And we do get one... A young kid. I don't remember what his name is, but he stands up for Boba, which is really it's yeah. Really sweet. He he's kind of the he's kind of the teacher's pet one where yeah. he's kind of the one like you know oh keep cut the chat like he's really he's going for commander status it's, real easy. It's one of those things like you can really tell the ones who like look up to Rex and Cody and that kind of thing. Yeah, you can <laughs> see the ones that like I want to be a leader, and the other ones that are like I just want to shoot stuff, which is really interesting how there can be those differences. You know, when they're all clones, shouldn't they all perform and want and desire the same things and, and whatnot? Or is it that, you know, because again, we yeah. do need commanders, we do need leaders. Are those tweaked a little bit to feature those leadership skills more? Hmm. It's something to think about. Yeah, it's a possibility. Because clear, there's a clear difference between the ones that are, you know, kind of just shooting the breeze and wanting to... They're, they're the yeah. ones that want to get on the guns and... All this, but then there's the one who's like, you know, all about the book and all, you know, clean cut yeah. and all that stuff. It's one of those things, like, I think back to the Defector episode where Rex is spouting off this, like, you know, we're brothers, we're, we're loyal to the Republic, we, are, we were made to die, that kind of thing. And I just remember thinking how rehearsed that was. Just like, it's like it's been programmed into him. Yeah. Which is... Kind of well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, when is it programming and when is it principle? Yeah. When is it what you're told to believe and when is it what you choose to believe? Yeah. With Rex, I think it's more just, he has an innate sense of yeah. honor, you know, and doing the right thing um, versus, um, you know, let's say yeah. Cody, who has an innate uh, ability to just He's about doing what he's told to do. Yeah. You know, and you see, I love that they showcase that in the show, is, you know, Cody's very by the book. He's one of the few that yeah. continues to keep the traditional haircut and everything. Yeah. You know, he's very, 
I'll do as I'm told. Yes, sir. You know, yeah. and then you've got Rex who, and you could say, okay, well, is it because he's partnered with Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's the same way? And, you know, Rex is with Anakin and Anakin's very, by, you know, by the seat of his pants, you know? Yeah. I don't know. We, it, I didn't, really we didn't. It makes you think. Yeah, we didn't really plan on having all these, the, the, the clone, <laughs> con, it, you know, this is just yeah. what comes up. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't necessarily, I mean, we watched Revenge of the Sith last night, and I said, you know, we were talking about Order 66, and I'm like, I don't want to know everything, but I do want to know enough that I can understand the yeah. basic. And yes, we know they were programmed to do that, but it's like, okay... Does that completely override everything about them? Is it just yeah. a momentary thing? Like, because there's so many things, yeah. you know. But if you want to know more about that, you'll just have to watch our Patreon exclusive Revenge of the Sith episode coming out this weekend. Because um, otherwise, with this whole episode would be more about that than <laughs> Boba Fett. But yeah. Um, oh well, what's the Clone Wars? The nature of clones is bound to be discussed quite a bit. Um, so. Back to topic. Yes. So, Boba's infiltrated. He's on the ship. Mace and Anakin yeah. are there. Being real cute. Um, so, yeah. Mace and Anakin are on board and are supposed to be teaching the trainees something. Yeah. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, everything, I don't el everything else they do, it makes sense. It's like, okay, we're going to give you some target practice. We're going to talk about how this cruiser works. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, oh, you're going to yeah. be working here one day, so... Mm -hmm. But, you know, what What are are the Jedi supposed to be like, hey, you know, I'm the general, do what I say. Like, I, I just, yeah. I couldn't quite catch. If <laughs> this they did, is your boss. It, right. If they did say what the Jedi's purpose of tr being with, because it's not like the whole thing was that they'd be with the Jedi. It's just that the Jedi had a part. It's yeah. like, all right, and this is when we're going to go. Uh, have Master Windu and Skywalker talk to us. And it's like, oh, no, we're busy. Hey, with kids, what? You want to learn about death? <laughs> right. It's like, because it's going to happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, and we, we totally glossed over the scene in the cockpit where they take they take turns. No, know. we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet? Mm -mm. Oh, beans. Never mind. Um, so, yeah. That's um, next. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really interesting that Mace and Anakin were put together on this particular mission because they don't like each other. And it's pretty clear. Yeah, well, I mean, and we see that especially in the next episode. They represent two different ideals, and it's like, it clearly had to be one of the... Yeah. I, you know, actually, I almost wonder if it's this very smart of, let's put a very by-the-book and very wary of the clones and all this Jedi, like Mace, with a very free-form... You know, let's give them both examples of a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we know why Mace Windu's there, but, you know, for Anakin to be with them, because you know they don't get along. Yeah. Here's a question for you, John. If mm -hmm. you were a clone, who would you rather be with? Anakin. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I think I'd rather be with Plo. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, I, I want to feel like I matter. <laughs> and I well, feel like I mean, he you... treats his clones well. Well, Anakin does, too. Yeah. You know, with Anakin, with Plo, it's very paternal. With Anakin, yeah. it's much more friendly. Yeah. You know? But also, Anakin kind of leads the, the Hail Mary missions a lot. Yeah. So it, so it'd be a lot like, okay, guys, we're going to fly directly into that sun. Right. And you're like, 
We're gonna do what now? <laughs> right. It's just like eh, just trust, trust, trust General Skywalker. Trust the Force. The Force is with you. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the Jedi get busy. They get a com call or something. I don't know. We need you on the bridge. I just wanted to show you that pretty moon. Did you see it? Did you see it over there? Yeah, that's pretty. It's, it's nice and blue like your eyes. <laughs> My eyes are brown. Well, like, yeah. Hayden's are green, I think, too. Yes, he has very pretty eyes. I remember that. Um, same color as uh, Mark Hamill. No, his eyes are blue. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Mark's are blue. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Google it. Um, so yeah, the Jedi get busy, the trainees are shepherded on to the next room, which is the, uh, the cockpit. The scene that I was just talking about that we What's missed. What's that a cockpit? Well, the, the gun room. Like, yeah. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get a really good scene where the trainees get some anti-air gun practice. And, uh... Or anti Huh? I'm just rethinking that that because <laughs> I'm like because I mean <laughs> on like on a typical ship it would be anti air gunnery yeah but they're not in the air they're in the space <laughs> anyway <laughs> you and your military knowledge but yes uh, so I really love this scene because it goes exactly the way you would think you know yeah. the ones that were talking smack earlier get on and they can't hit the because it's basically like skeet shooting where you know they yeah. send out a projectile and you have to shoot it. And they can't hit it for, for nothing. And then Boba's, Boba's not even really paying attention. What I love is, like, Admiral Killian notices him, and he's like, I want to see what you can do. Yeah. And, of course, and what I love is, you know, the clone gunner doesn't give him a chance to even get to the gun. He launches it, and so Boba gets extra show off. But yeah. it's like, oh, like, because everybody is like, okay, are you going to shoot? It's, it's getting kind of far away, and he still yeah. hits it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, like, think about the... Boba has more training than not only any of the clone cadets, but probably some of the other clones, too. Yeah. Like, he had direct training from his father. Exactly. Like, that's... Everything else is programmed. That's crazy to think about. Like, it's one of those things... I I don't think nurture versus nature is really a thing, but programming versus direct teaching, in a way. Well, yeah, um... Yeah, that when that was what I was gonna say is it's like what would who would be the better clone the clone that was trained or the clone that was programmed? Yeah, like you know what to do versus yeah, like instinctual yeah, um, and whatnot. Now you mentioned nature versus nurture. I Rebecca actually shared this, and I'm gonna hope she'll share it again so that I can show it to you. But uh, you know, way way back when we were talking about Boba Fett at one other point, you know she had. Um, kind of we talked on Twitter and she you know she talked about why she's not ever really been a big fan of Boba mm -hmm. but that a particular article kind of got her a little more intrigued cuz she's not a big fan of these episodes if i remember correctly Aww. but there was an article talking about nature versus nurture and talking about kind of the surroundings of Boba Fett that like he had you know his nature but then based on who was around him and poured into him ideally you know certain people we're going to talk about <clears throat> that made boba who boba is not yeah. his nature like who you were isn't it isn't as important as who you surrounded yourself with a little bit it's kind of yeah. kind of what i got from the article which i thought was really interesting in the sense of 
And it's also really sad because it's like, so the Boba we know is less like his father because of kind of who he surrounded himself with a yeah. little bit. And because of the ideal that he kept of his father in a way. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's like all that served to really impact you more than anything and yeah. made made him quite the interesting character. Um, so speaking of Admiral Killian, I just wanted to mention, I, I thought it was funny, he's actually voiced by the same guy that voices Prime Minister Almec from the Mandalorian episodes. Mm. Interesting. Um, it's uh, Julian Holloway, who's another one of those actors that has a long history, yeah. all the way back to the, the 50s and 60s of TV show, and it's one of those like, and they got you for Star Wars. <laughs> it's just one of the, like, I, I don't know how the indus- industry works, but it's one of those things where it's just like, so did you ask, or did they ask you, and... Mm-hmm. What made them think of you? No, like, I'm not judgy. Yeah. It's just, like, it's really interesting how some people land in yeah. Star Wars. Well, like, uh, I we talked about it a long time ago, but it kind of blew me away that Elijah Wood was an AI in Red vs. Blue. Mm-hmm. Like, that's absolutely insane to me. Right. <laughs> but also, he was uh, he was the older brother in Over the Garden Wall. Mm-hmm. He was the guy. He was the and guy. Spy kids. He was the guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love For three that. Three minutes. Not even that. Oh my gosh, like thirty seconds. That was like the most excellent building something up for a really long time, and then immediately knocking it down. Mm-hmm. I loved that so much. Well, um, we got a we got a little bit of ways to go ahead of us, so yeah. Um. So, the admiral notes that Boba is definitely a cadet to watch out for, which yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Um, Which, now, here's the thing. We, we obviously have an idea of how long we want to talk about things, but clearly you can see how we kind of branch off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did want to mention, though, real quick, it's interesting how many people in these episodes see Boba's potential Yeah. that he can't see. Yeah. You know, Admiral That's Killian looks at that like, wow, think about what he could do. You know, thinking from the positive of, think about if he applied himself, what he could do. All Boba's thinking about, if I apply myself, I can kill Mace Windu. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's, I don't know if it's uh, purposeful storytelling, but it's storytelling that I'm getting from, you know, when he, I hadn't seen that before, but when we rewatched it, that line stuck out to me like, he sees something in Boba that he, Boba can't see. Yeah. You know, Boba doesn't see anything positive about his potential. All he sees is I got to get my I got to get my uh, father's killer. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. Um so the field trip continues and uh, as they're walking down the hallway, Boba does a great like stop for a minute, wait for the clones to walk by and then go down a hallway. <laughs> yeah. He slips out really real smooth. Look, it's it seems, you know, unfeasible like the the teacher would notice. I've done that. Well, first of all, they all have the same voice. <laughs> exactly. And, and so he's he's like, you know, he's like, uh, you know, whatever. And, but it's also like, okay, but how are you sure that that's yeah. the clone that responded to you? Yeah. Like, I want to trust you as a quality teacher, but at the same time, yeah, they all sound alike. They also all have the same face. I mean, it's like one of those things when we're watching Achievement Hunter and, yeah. like, uh, Jack and Ryan, if they talk... <laughs> Back and forth. I can't tell who's Jack and who's Ryan. It's taken years like, for me, to be honest, to like get to the point where I can be like, oh yeah, that's Ryan, that's Jack. They, 
like you have to pay attention to what they're saying. No, yeah. you can't listen to just the sound and be like, "Oh, yeah. that's no." You have to listen. Is it self-deprecating and psychopathic? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Are they addicted to Parmesan cheese? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. So is it anyway, either trying to make someone else angry or building a house that's Jack. I hope this is enjoyable as long because you're gonna, you guys are gonna be in for a long episode. Yep. So at least enjoy it. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Boba does the classic slip away um, that I used to do to go to the library when I was in school, uh, and he goes to plant a bomb in Mace's quarters. Um, he runs into a couple of clones and lies his way past them. Uh, basically saying, hey, I'm lost, I'm a, I'm a baby, I don't know where I am, help. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, he, uh, he says he's delivering something to Mace's, yes. uh, quarters. Yes, yes, yes. Which. And they give him directions. Yeah. To Mace's quarters. So, it, it's one of those things where it's also, like, that was a little irresponsible. That was a little yeah. irresponsible. Well, I think it's, like, I was in your shoes one day, I know, I know what it's like to be a cadet, like, or, you know. Yeah, I don't know. They were just like, eh, I don't have time for this. I think that just was more, go. I think that was more the case of just, yeah, well, because there's one that's messing with him, like, you know, trying to be like, uh, you're not where you're supposed to be, and the other one's just like, just, just let him go, God. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a, a combination, but yeah. anyway. He does the classic tripwire loveliness. Yep. Um, and something I didn't mention was when he walks past, uh, the clones is it's a great tell of how he feels about the clones yeah well and and it's something to watch out for because he does the same thing to mace and i want to say i don't remember I, I can't remember when but he walks past somebody and he even puts his hand up past his face like i mean he knows what you look like so it's not yeah. i don't think he's trying to hide his face i think he's not wanting to look it. I want to say that was Mace Windu, but it could have yeah. been the clones as well. I can't remember. I think it was the clones walking by without their helmets on. Maybe. But I know the the one that stuck at, stuck out was in the beginning when they're like, and here's Master Windu and Skywalker, and they're going to be... And, and everybody What's else that? is like, oh, and, and you just zoom in, and Boba's just seething. It's He's like, just like... Boy's got some serious snake face. Oh, yeah. He like, wants to learn how to fix his face. He he he's almost on Anakin levels of, of you know just angst face like. <laughs> I I loved it because I mean it really is, you have to you have to think, what what emotional strain it would be not to just in that moment yeah do something and then also. We don't know, the Fett history with Jedi in Legends the Fets have a history with Jedi, mm -hmm. as do the Mandalorians because they were Mandalorian they knew how to resist Jedi. Yeah. We see this in the Mandalorian episodes we're going to talk about where they resist a mind trick. You yeah. know, Mandalorians trained specifically to kill Jedi. So it's one of those things where I almost, in my head canon, where Boba and Jango are still Mandalorian, I, I almost imagine he's also trying to strain to not reveal himself. Because you, you have to think, the Jedi should have sensed something. Yeah. But I, I'm in my head canon, I'm like, well... What if his dad trained him against Jedi stuff like that? Yeah. About like you know you've got to control yourself, you've got to control your feelings because otherwise that's a big tell. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you got to think like what is Boba himself's history with Jedi so far? Jedi has come to a house and tried to kill father. Ah, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Jedi kill father and friend. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that and that's the and and we'll get into that in the next couple yeah. episodes of, you know. 
how that kind of s- starts his path. Yeah. So uh, Boba, in the doorway of Mace's room, plants a kind of tripwire, uh, laser tripwire, I guess, and Mace is about to return to his room, but is conveniently called back to the bridge. Yeah. There, well, and the funny thing, so the the clone messenger comes, he's like, you, you, need, you need it back on the bridge? And he's like, no. <laughs> Are you really going to be like, Oh, uh, but he said so. <laughs> I need a fifteen minute nap. Like yeah. who, who, who up? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, are you really gonna tell Mace Windu no? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but instead of taking his Star Wars iPad with him, uh, he asks the clone that called him to the bridge to put it in his room, because if we can't blow up a Jedi, we have to blow up a clone. Of course. Right. I was like. Yeah. Thanks. Of course. Yeah. The moment the clone steps into the room, we just hear boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. Um, so, they get a notice that there has been a bomb on the, I was about to call it a plane. No, it's not a plane. There's a bomb. I'm sick of these bombs on this stupid Republic plane. (laughs) Um, so, uh, after a failed, well, he finds out that Mace is fine, that it was a clone that was blowed up. Uh, after a failed attempt, Boba reaches out to his contact and it is revealed that he is not working alone. Mm-hmm. Yay! But with Aura Singh, lady with long fingers and yeah. antenna. Mm-hmm. I was weirded out by her appearance. Yes, it's not a horn, and it's an and it's an antenna. I was weirded out by her appearance. Um, and Bosk, and a new face, Castus. Don't like him. Don't care for him. <laughs> Nobody does. Uh, he, he's also there. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. We'll talk about Aura more in the in the next episode, a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting to get that reveal that Boba's not working alone. And that's kind of what we were talking about with the whole nature versus nurture. He surrounded himself with influencers and he's getting influenced and it's not necessarily positive. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll dig into that more later. Yeah. Um, so it would... It would be great to get a story of how, you know, he came into contact with these people and such. Uh, how trying to find someone from his dad's kind of like Rolodex to see who he could reach out to. Well, yeah, and, and that's the nice thing about this not taking place immediately because clearly he's had time to seethe on it, think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and he's and, probably been fed into it. Right. Um, and so... You know, it's one of those things, did they reach out to him? Did they say, hey, your dad died, I'm sorry. You know, or did he reach out? It's 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 a story I want, mm-hmm. eventually. I'd love if it's almost one of those things where we get a, a Boba Fett book. Mm-hmm. And it's telling of some adventure. Okay, so maybe he's hunting a Jedi. Maybe the Empire's like, hey, we found a Jedi. Go hunt him down. And while he's doing that, he's recounting how he got into the business of hunting Jedi. And it flashes back to... Him reaching out to Bosk and Oren, all the you know, trying to hunt his first Jedi, yeah, kind of thing. I, I think that would be really cool, uh, a really good kind of. I, it's one of those things like ever since Throne Alliances did the whole two storyline of future and past thing. I really love that idea of storytelling, and I think that'd work for Boba in this instance because we can get a great future story, see who he is now, and we can get past of see how he started this journey. But that's my, that's my fan request. Yeah. <laughs> Get on it. Right. Um, I wish. 
Yeah, so after his first attempt failed, Boba makes a second attempt. This time, he has been told to sabotage the engines and cause several explosions throughout the ship. Which, yeah, it starts to get crazy. Yeah. Which we do hear Boba kind of being, like, a little bit... Like, yeah, it's happy. like, well, what about everybody else, you know, that... I yeah, just, this, was just, I just, this I, was just Mace Windu. Yeah, I just want Mace, you know, and clear... I mean, he's already killed a clone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and there's even a moment when, like, they're passing by and see the wreckage, I think, where, like, he sees it's the clone that died, not Mace, and yeah. he kind of has a bit of a reaction to that. I, I, I hope I'm not imagining that that scene happened, but... Yeah, it's one of those where you see, it's like, wait a minute, so he's not a cold-blooded killer, then. Yeah. Well, hmm. I, we've seen, we see that a little bit later in the episode, too. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. yeah we'll we get will. there. But, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a layer that's really interesting. Like Yeah, he definitely has his father's honor system. Right, well, and then it's also like, well, is it because they look like his dad? It. it you know, is it because they're innocent in all this? Yeah. What does it, what is it really, you know, and we don't really know. It could go, it could go either way, it, you know, depending on your point of view of Boba Fett's story, it could be that he doesn't want to kill him because they look like his dad, or it could be that he doesn't want to kill him because they're innocent. Yeah. But then how does that jive with Boba in the future of, yeah, he, he does what he needs to get done. Yeah. To get paid and all that stuff. Yeah. As far as we know... So, yeah, I don't know, but, yeah. but yes, uh, yeah, he's clearly not super into it. Man, this is a long bit, long bit. Sorry. This is only episode one. Sorry. It's not you. It's both of us. It's, it's, a, we're, we're co-hosts in this, uh, ridiculous endeavor. So, yeah. So, Sorry. Boba makes a second attempt, uh, sabotaging the engines and causing multiple explosions. Yeah. It really starts to just get crazy. Yeah, one of which almost drags Mace, Anakin, and the Admiral into space. Yep. Yep, and a very, uh, aliens scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, um, but of course, it all works out. I think a couple clones actually get sucked out, though. Yeah. Because I think there's, I think you called out there's a Wilhelm scream there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> I always love the Wilhelm scream. Uh, the trainees are loaded into escape pod and pretending that it's, all just a learning experience, right? It's just like, yeah, you, you know, this will this will really make you into great troopers if you live. Yeah, uh, let's just get in the pod, and then you'll know the nature of being a clone. Right? It's like the you know, well, and, the, and it's just it's one of those things. It's like, be honest, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, like it's hit the fan. Just be tell the tell the kids the truth. Don't be like, oh, all part of the exercise. No, it's not, Bill. <laughs> um. The pod with Boba is damaged, or more likely sabotaged, and misses the rendezvous point by about a country mile. Yeah, I'm not really sure which it was, whether... I I, I think it was sabotaged c yeah. for him to catch up with his buddies, but I don't know. Probably. Um, so, in a beautiful, glorious scene that made me very excited, Slave One shows up, yeah. and we get to see Slave One again, which is lovely, um, and picks up Boba. Much to the chagrin of his clone brothers. Well, yeah, yeah, this was it was a really interesting scene. That whole bit, uh, because uh, you know they they're like they think he is a clone. They think he is a traitor, and you know he's you know just reinforcing like I'm not one of you. Yeah, we're not anything alike. Um, you know, and like you mentioned earlier, like there's a part where it's like, what are you going to do to them? Yeah, you know, and Aura wants to just 
launch him into space. But they yeah. end up just leaving him. But it's st- Boba still is like, what if they don't get picked up because of me? What if you know, like, yeah. Obviously, they're gonna get picked up. They get picked. It, yeah, they do. It all works out in the end. <laughs> and you know, he makes it very clear that he only wanted Mace. He that's all he wanted was to kill Mace Windu. Yeah, and so it's just. It's it's interesting mm-hmm. because I think he's always been built up to just be this cool, no nonsense, cold blooded, do what it takes kind of character. And I mean, it it's not enough to just be like, well, everybody starts as a kid, you know. I mean, like even Vader, he starts as a innocent little kid, you know. It's not enough just to think about it, but to actually see it, it's really contrasting. And it it's one of those things you legitimately wonder, how did you get there, you know? Um, and it almost makes it harder to enjoy Boba Fett in his later years during his escapades and whatnot, you know, when it's like, I know what got you there and it's terrible. Yeah. Same thing with Vader. It's hard to, I like, you know, we all geek out about the scene in Rogue One, but it's also like, that was Anakin, you know, that was the little pod racing boy. That was Sky Guy, you know, that was, that was Anakin at one point. It's one of those things where it's like, I want to enjoy that, but at the same time, once it really sinks in, it's like, yeah. ooh. And I think it kind of helps the conversation that we had while we were watching uh, Return- Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. where you kind of pointed out that at a certain point, Anakin just sort of switches off. Yeah, there's a point when he just he clearly just cuts yeah. off feeling because then he would feel everything which would mean seeing and feeling and facing everything he just did and so he's like nope i'm not doing that yeah and i don't think he really switches that back on again until like the well there you know this gets into the comics there's moments where it peeks through well you've yeah you've read because 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 there's (laughs) moments he kills darth vader kills anakin in the darth vader comics if that doesn't get you excited enough to read the comics like it's so great but it's a moment where it's it's that happening. It's that I'm done with that. Yeah. I I'm I am Darth Vader now. I, Anakin's dead. He was weak. He you know, yeah. it, compa- you know, he was compassionate. He had attachments and look what it got. Like Darth Vader just full on buries that. Yeah. Uh and you see that start at a very specific point in Revenge of the Sith. And yeah. I think with Boba it's the, it's the same thing. I think at some point he gets to it it's just where it's like, I got to do this. Yeah. I got to keep doing this. And and like we talked about in the Boba Fett episode, where it's like those little moments do still slip in of like I once had a family. What? Yeah. You know, it's like and stuff like that where you start to see the humanity and the tragedy a little bit. But then he puts yeah. the helmet back on, and he's just yeah. Boba Fett, the bounty hunter again. There are so many fantastic episodes of Doctor Who where we get kind of a peek behind the curtain of everything that the Doctor has done and well, the gravity of that. Yeah, and and Doctor Who's a great thing to learn from in that sense because they do enough to give you the humanity and tragedy of the character without doing yeah. everything. You know, it gives yeah. you enough to know there's something without always... Yeah. I mean, we still haven't and, seen... The Time War. We haven't yeah. seen that big moment. We've seen a little bit of it, but that's about it. Right. We haven't, uh, like, you know, and so it's one of those things where it's like, I, I mean, up until a few years ago, we've, you know, when we got War Doctor, you know, it's like, okay, now we finally see what the terrible thing was he did. Yeah. But it's like, 
that scene where he's where the war doctor is like laughing and then he starts uh regenerating into christopher eccleston that got me so good mm-hmm. in the 50th anniversary episode um yeah. But yeah, so it's one of those things where yeah. it's it's just those glimpses. Yeah. I, I one of my favorites is when is in uh Nine's one of Nine's episodes. It was the Empty Child where it's just that last moment of for once everyone lives. <laughs> and that like oh Oh gosh. yeah, it's just like the what have you been through? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all it's all about the context of it and and that's the kind of storytelling I want for Boba Fett where it's not like everything is cleared out. No. But that he gets a moment right we get moments where we see this isn't all him you know this is who he's become but it's not all him uh and you know these episodes are a starting point to that these are steps towards filling in that boba character a little bit so i think bobo likes to think he's leakin park but really he's my chemical romance (laughs) oh my goodness well (laughs) On that, we are going to wrap this one up. And guess what? That was just episode one. Yeah. Uh, the others, I don't think we'll have. Uh, the, you know, with, yeah, with introducing be... Boba, yeah. there's a lot <laughs> with that, as you can clearly see we got onto. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things where listen to it in parts if you have to, but hope, as long as you're enjoying it, that's yeah. the main thing. <laughs> um, but we'll transition. We have uh, a transmission from the banking clan, and then we'll be back with uh, episode two and three of this. Uh, well, Episode 21 and 22. Yes. I always I always do that where it's like, <laughs> in episode two, it's not episode two. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. All right, guys. So, as always, we have a little bit of uh, deals for you from Amazon. If you listen to our main show, then you uh, will have heard some of these deals uh, already, but we have added in a couple more. Uh, We like to stick to a theme each week based on our either Clone Wars or our main show, whatever we're talking about, um, to try and uh, keep it on topic for you with something awesome and Star Wars-y for you to enjoy because uh, at the end of the day, whenever you guys check out and purchase through these Amazon links, that inadvertently ends up uh, supporting the show. That goes to helping us do what we do here. Uh, And so we uh, appreciate uh, you guys checking that out and being patient with these ads because it's just a way for us to support what we do and it's a way for you to help us do that. And at the same time, you get Star Wars goodies from Amazon. So who doesn't love that? Uh, As always... Check out in the description, we have a link for Amazon Prime. There's a lot of cool deals for uh, signing up for Prime. And there's so many versions of Prime. Um, We talked about this uh, on the main show where it's like you can get Prime for groceries. You can get Prime for student. You can get Prime for all kinds of stuff nowadays. So uh, even if you you may have tried out uh, Amazon Prime before, uh, check out the different levels of Prime that they have now uh, and see if one is more specific to what you got going on in life, whether you be student or someone who just doesn't have time to go grocery shopping. Look, it happens. So check that out uh, in the description. It's uh, all, all of them, I believe, have 30-day free trials. So it's free. It's 30 days. Why not give it a chance? Uh, we also have a 30-day trial for Audible, where on sign-up you get your first two books free, uh, which is awesome. And then every month after that, you get one free book uh, just for having Audible. And at the end of the day, um, if you do that one free book each month, that almost 
in and of itself uh, makes it worth it. It's it's really good for the deal you get, and you'll find yourself getting through more books when you're yes. listening to books rather than sitting down and reading them because you can listen to books in almost any scenario. Um, and Megan, do you have a couple to recommend for them on Audible? Yes, I do. Um, I have on Audible Star Wars Bounty Hunter Book One: The Mandalorian Armor Ooh. by K.W. Jeter, mm-hmm. narrated by Anthony Hailed. He has, a weird, he has a weird last name. Okay. Um, so, synopsis. He is Boba Fett, the most feared and successful bounty hunter in the galaxy. And even the most hardened criminals tremble at his name. Now he faces the deadliest challenge of his infamous career. 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 <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> An all-out war against the most dangerous enemies. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, and beware, this is Legends. Yeah, so at the end of the day, anything we recommend to you, uh, that's Boba Fett, is most likely Legends at this point. But yes. um, it is still uh, a very interesting book. Um, it's probably in my top ten for Boba Fett. Yeah. I, I, do, I, did, I did like it. And guess what, John? Mm-hmm. It's two hours and 59 minutes. Dude, come on. <laughs> Look at that. So you're taking a weekend trip somewhere. You're at your desk at work. Two hours. Like, that ain't nothing. That, that's not, think, think about how many more books you'll get through. Uh, I was just talking to a friend recently about it because he was thinking about getting Audible. And I'm like, because he wants to read more. And it's like, that's the way to go because you think about how much more you listen than you read. Yeah. Like, it's so much harder to find time to read, but to find time to listen, easy peasy. And for two hours, man, no time at all. Yeah. So, uh, that's a good one. Did you have one more? Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter Book 2, Slave Ship. There you go. <laughs> book 1 and 2. How long is that one? That one's 2 hours 58 minutes. So, 4 hours. Got, listen, like one work day, yeah. you can get through two Boba Fett books. Yeah. So, uh, check out that Audible 30-day um, trial in the description. And at the end of the day, you don't have to get those two books. You can get any two books. But Guess what, guys? We're talking about Boba, so makes sense. The Han Solo Trilogy is on, is on Audible. If you loved the Han Solo Trilogy... If you, uh, if you like... It's alright. <laughs> Most... I like the, I like yeah. the, um, Lando Calrissian Chronicles. Yeah. Um, I recommend that over the Han Solo, um, trilogy, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah. Just go on Audible, search Boba Fett, you'll find a lot of... Yes. Yeah. Do that. Trust um, me. other than that, we also have a link to the top Amazon deal, so if anything else we advertise to you and tell you about doesn't fit check that out find something that works for you um, but in theme of our episode we also have a link for a Funko Pop Boba Fett because Funko Pops are addictive and amazing and you yes. should be collecting them um, if you want just a cute little bounty hunter to put on your shelf uh, then check out the Funko Boba also have uh, Age of Republic Django in the uh, description uh, because it's a bring your son to work day comic uh that came out recently and this is canon so check that out if you want some Django boba action it's a really good little uh comic and in addition to that i'm going to link to twin engines of destruction which is my favorite boba fett comic it is legends but it's a great great comic so check that out if you want some boba fett goodness and with that i believe we are done and so we have a quick little blurb and then we'll be back to the show
And we're back with the Boba goodness. Alright, so moving on to Season 2, Episode 21. This is called R2 Come Home. Um, despite the title, yes, we are still talking about Boba Fett. Um, but we're also talking about one of our favorite droids, too. Yeah, we so are. it's going to be... A, this one, I really like this episode. You know, like, the last one we talked about and the next one we're going to talk about are both, like, heavy conversation episodes, really, like, lots of layers and whatnot. This one's just kind of fun, uh, which is nice. Uh, I think we will still have some good conversation, though, uh, yeah. about Boba. But it's nice to know it's at least a little light <laughs> yeah. this time around. So the moral is, adversity is a friendship's truest test, which mm -hmm. is true. It, it, that's You could replace friendship with relationship, because in any capacity, you know, adversity is what tests it. And, you know, yeah. stress is what produces fissures and cracks and imperfections, and that's meant to be something that you then take and say, okay, I see that, I'm going to fix that, I'm going to strengthen that, not be like, oh crap this sucks, you know, yeah. and just throw the whole thing out. It's meant to yeah. be like, okay, what do we need to work on, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and so forth and so on. Um, yeah, I think that's, like, that's the difference between a good relationship and a marriage, in a way. It's like, I'm willing to work through things with you, because I'm going to make this work. Yeah, well, and that's what you need to bring into any relationship. Uh, True. Uh, is a willingness to work at it and not just expect that it's just going to happen and it's always yeah. going to be this way and it's always going to look like this you know sometimes yeah not to say that you're, if you're not married you don't have a good relationship that's not what i meant to say no 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 but but you know marriage helps take it to that next level i think you know yeah uh depending i mean it depends on your point of view yeah i know people that aren't married that are, like you know james and his girlfriend yeah. um from dead meat you know i think they're it, certainly committed you know they're other. they're they're clearly yeah perfect for each other and they're Me not and married <laughs> you know it's just to say that in a lot of cases, marriage is what takes it to that next level. Because a lot of things don't come until they come with marriage. Yeah, but it's one of those things. Like, it's all based on your worldview. So. Absolutely. Cause, well, yeah, because some of the best advice I got when we were dating was like, okay, you need a locker in a room with slow internet and uh, whatnot, and you, then you'll really see what kind of person she is. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, stress brings out the truest. Yeah. <laughs> and whatnot, so... Yeah, um, you've seen me crumple into a ball of anger and sad. You're right. And <laughs> so. Ditto. Anyway, this didn't. This isn't a podcast about marriage enrichment. <laughs> um, Consider yourself enriched. Uh, the opening narration for this is Revenge. Boba Fett, son of the notorious bounty hunter Jango Fett, infiltrated a Jedi cruiser in an attempt to assassinate General Mace Windu, the man who killed his father. Excuse me. <laughs> After a near miss with uh, Windu's quarters, Boba was forced to destroy the cruiser and escape with help of notorious bounty hunter Aura Singh. And Bosk. Now, having lost contact with Admiral Killian when his downed starship crashed, the Jedi searched for survivors with aid of a Republic rescue ship. So yeah, we for, we didn't mention in the last one, that's basically what happened. You know, Boba Fett sabotaged and yeah. the Admiral, Commander Pons, and one other officer went down with the ship. Yes. For no reason, and everybody else abandoned ship. And some were taken hostage. Well, that we, yes, but we don't get that yet. Oh, sorry. The ones that go down with... Yeah. Oopsie doodle, sorry. <laughs> the ones that go down with the ship, Admiral Killian, Commander Pons, and the officer are taken yeah. hostage, but we don't know that yet in this episode. Yeah, we, we're, we're assuming that you've watched the episode already, if you're listening to this podcast, and if you haven't, it's your own fault for spoilers. Yeah, well, then, actually. <laughs> we love you, sorry. 
Um, so, yeah, this episode is a little bit lighter because of R2, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. And we get yet another Jedi reaction of destroyed memory has never been wiped. What? No. No. I don't think Are you so. sure? Hmm. I thought no, that I, came up. Mace just hates R2. Mm. It, yeah, he doesn't have a reason like Obi Wan does. Like that guy. Well, well, I mean, Mace. Well, okay, maybe maybe that was an exaggeration. Mace is like anyone else and looks at droids as tools, not as people. And and that's kind of the animosity we get is Anakin loves his droid and cares about it and treats it like a person, and Mace is like. Well, because there's one part when uh, R two's like worried when they first land and. Or Anakin's like, okay, it's you know, it's like I get it. I, it feels weird to me too. And Mace is like, your droid can feel, or something like that. And it's like, yeah, back off. Yeah, I'm like, like that's my, my droid. That's my well, droid, bro. first of all, okay, so what you call feeling, he's called inferring from clearly something's up. Yes. <laughs> like R two, R two. If anything, if R two a droid is worried, then you should take that as he has facts that are telling yeah. his his little machinery bits to be like red red alert, red alert. Something's yeah. weird. Here's the thing, guys. If you don't hear a, I have a bad feeling about this in every episode, R2 says it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty the much. Thing. Don't complain about it, because R2 says it, like, constantly. Right. It, ugh, it's I have to imagine. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, ugh. I kind of want to start a podcast called Droids with Anxiety, <laughs> where I just, like, talk about C-3PO, R2-D2, um, Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> just, like... These poor babies. There's so many great droids so in Star Wars, and all of them have anxiety. Poor things. Oh, well, that's what that that's what makes them characters. Is yeah. you know, like with uh, that's what I love about like Bucket and, and um, BB-8 and everything. Like, so cute. They have personality. They're yeah. not just machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. Yeah, I love L three too. Oh gosh, yeah. we, we'll talk about L three later. Well, I mean, we had a droids episode. If you yeah. want to know about <laughs> some of our favorite droids, we should do another one. We should. There's um, so many. So, Mason Anakin set out to search the wreckage of the cruiser for the Admiral and the clones who stayed behind, and the bounty hunters were counting on just this as they have set a wonderful trap for the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, Admiral Killian, Commander Pons, and the clone officer are all alive for now, but have been captured by the bounty hunters, as we said. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I tried to find a name for the clone officer. I could not find one, so... Well, clones don't matter. I'm sure he, I, I'm, I have to imagine, like, they give so many char- background characters one, I just, yeah. I couldn't find it. The, the little aardvark dude in A New Hope has a name. The little aardvark? What's the aardvark? Like, he has a trunk. I, we'll get back to this. There's no time. Okay. <laughs> Don't fact check me right now. There's no time! There's no time! <laughs> um, we have clones in danger. Uh, so, uh, we get a better look at our lovely bounty hunter crew um and the new and ugly face of castus who is just all kinds of annoying throughout the entire episode and not trustworthy yeah well i mean he's meant to be he does his job like it's one of those things where it's like you don't like the character because you're not supposed to but it's also like he looks like uh what's his face doctor what's his face dr jekyll no no he looks like uh Freaking A, man. Dr. Evazon? Dr. Evazon got his hands on him. That kind of thing. A little, no, well, that's just his species, though. Gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's what we we're gonna. I was going to mention. So, Castus is a Klaatuinian. Ooh. Does that sound familiar? familiar. Klaatu. 
Barata. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so the most famous Klaatuinian is the mechanic on Jabba's cell barge named Barata, uh, and many of Jabba's thugs were Nikto. And yep. this is done in reference to the most famous line from the day the earth stood still, Klaatu Barata. Nicktu, or depending on when you were raised, it's the iconic <laughs> line from Army of Darkness. Yes, <laughs> yes. This it's one of those things that's so referenced and yeah. it's so wonderful. But um, uh, yeah, I loved this as a yeah. kid. Um, uh, n- ha- it this is one of those little Easter egg things that I used to brag about on the playground and get punched in the face for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would just be like. Did you know... Oh, my face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my entire body getting shoved in a locker. Right. Has, has that ever happened to you? Uh, I used to do that. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't go to the same school. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I was the one getting shoved into lockers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I... Like, I was, I was yeah. one of those kids where it's like, it happened to me, so I'm, you know, returning the yeah. favor. I, it's, which... It's one of those things... Not smart. Like, I tried to fly under the radar a lot. Mm-hmm. Because kick a ginger day was a thing when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And I'm a ginger. Mm-hmm. You can connect the dots here. <laughs> if I'm invisible, you cannot kick me. Ah, ha, ha, ha. But you can shove me into a locker, apparently. Yeah, happens. I hate things. Like, Childhood. that's not just like a pop culture thing. It actually happens. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But, uh, yeah. So, Mason and Anakin, they go through him a walk, walk through the ship. And it would have it been good to listen to R2. So much of Star Wars would be different if people just listen to R2. Right? Um, R2 has a real bad feeling about this. Clearly. Uh, clearly. And he's very vocal about it, but Mace is very dismissive and is like, eh, it's just a droid. And he even looks down on Anakin's feelings and treatment of the droid. Hashtag droids have feelings too, Mace Windu. Oh, that rhymed. I know. <laughs> it was supposed to. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's one of those, like... You know, we had this conversation with the um, R2 Lost episodes when General Grievous kidnaps R2. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing of, you know, instead of Obi-Wan, now it's Mace Windu. And you really see the abnormality of, you know, we, we knowing and loving R2 and some people loving C-3PO and so forth and so on. Like, when you start to love these droid characters, you're like, you think of them as characters yeah. and fail to realize, like, that's not normal. You know, and it's stuff like this that gets a really interesting conversation started of... Because some would argue R2's kind of like a pet dog kind of situation where it's like, he's clearly sentient, but not like... Yeah. But then, you know, there's other people that are like, no, he's full-on, you know, uh, humanoid kind of character. That's where I... That's where I go. Yeah. And so it's one of those things like, you know, it, it feels like that, but that's not the way it's supposed to be in universe, and it gets to be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, so, at this point... Wait a minute. Hold on. I lost my place. Now I found it. So, R2 is eventually proven right, because as they are going through, uh... Well, as he and Mace's droids look around, Anakin spots a lone Mandalorian helmet sitting on the bridge deck. He investigates it, and is... It takes uh, Mace entire, entirely too long to put the pieces together. It's a trap! Yeah, it is one of those ones that... Yeah. Like, again, my headcanon for the previous episode is that Boba knows his adversary and is 
containing himself yeah. to to avoid detection. In this scenario where there's no like it's a pretty bold statement. <laughs> like you should have caught right on yeah. of I know that helmet. I There was a head is there still a head in there? <laughs> Just be like, Hey Anakin, look yeah. is there a head in there? Well people love to point out like uh the fact that you see the shadow you do. of his head falling out. Yeah. You do. I did not know that until a couple of years ago, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, because I'd never seen that scene isolated and slowed down. Like when you when you're when you're watching the movie, it's it's a blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. But um, yeah, Daniel Logan posted a slowed down GIF of yeah. just that scene, and then you really do see it, uh, which is um, really interesting. Because I I mean I had always assumed yeah that's what happened, but it you know. It's really interesting they put that in there. Yeah. The same way, like, I love, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, you still, you do see Dooku's hands on the ground. You do see Grievous still dead on the ground when Obi-Wan yeah. goes to steal his ship. Like, you would, you think, yeah, that's, of course that's there, but it's also like... You see. It, yeah, you see it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't just assume it's going to be there, which it, they could have easily done. Yeah. I think it's kind of just like a reminder of mm -hmm. what just happened. So you don't well, forget about it. Right, well, because it's one of those things, like, you don't have, like, well, where'd his hands go? Oh, they just flopped around somewhere. But, <laughs> you know, but it's nice that it's like, no, we're sticking to it. Like, we know we just cut a guy's head off. We know that head has to go somewhere. Yeah. So it, it it's, it it just shows that they think yeah. about the details. Uh, yeah, attention to detail is very important. It is. Um. So they found the helmet. Yeah, they found the helmet. It's a trap. It's a trap. Uh, Mace pulls Anakin away from the helmet, but the two still get trapped in rubble caused by the explosion. Mm -hmm. uh, Mace reveals that the helmet belonged to Jango Fett and that his son must be the culprit. No duh! <laughs> exactly. Again, it took too long to it get took there, you Mace. Forever. Right. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Alright, so with that, I like I, I remember you you you'd seen the image of that before. Yeah. But that, you know, you've you actually seen the it. scene. Um, and you had feelings about it being Django's helmet. Yeah. Like, I thought... I I would have thought that he would have kept his father's helmet, at least, and repainted it. Mm-hmm. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I have that? feelings. I have thoughts. Tell me about your feelings and thoughts, John. So, I've always... In, you know, because this is my... I, if, you, if, if you guys in the herd don't know yet... I love tragedy. I love... Yes, you do. Like, the sadder and the more depressing, the better. I love that stuff. So, this is one of those things. Okay. So, we talked about... We've touched on briefly, kind of building up throughout this, that Boba is kind of... By the environment he's put himself in to seek this revenge, and by taking this kind of, you know, mission on, he's almost throwing away what his father probably would have wanted for what he thinks his father would want and so forth and so on. And so I I agree. At first I was like holy crap like you know it now this is something interesting cuz it's come up a lot lately where it's like stuff is important in Star Wars like the lightsaber we thought was lost on Cloud City, the uh gun that Han's always iconically used like it has a story, it has a thing, and that's somehow important, and some people don't like that. It's like, it's just stuff. So, in one instance, I thought about that, where it's like, maybe I'm inferring emotional attachment to this object that's not there for Boba. Mm -hmm. So that's one 
one thing I'd say is, you know, if you feel odd about that, maybe just think, maybe you think it's important, but it's not as important as you think. Mm -hmm. Now let's imagine it is important, though. If it is important, what does it mean for Boba to use that in that moment? For me, I see it as he's putting all cards on the table and he's using the last bit of what he has of his father in a way and recognizes of his father as a weapon. Mm -hmm. And in that regard, by destroying that helmet, he's now destroyed the actual image and memory of his father in favor of what he imagines of his father. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. It's and it makes of, me sad, so yeah, stop it. It's one of those things where it's like a part of his father, a part of the memory of his father is gone with that helmet now. Yeah. And I think that's a symbolism there. I, now, I'm not saying, you know, Dave Filoni put that in there for this. I'm saying, for me, I see a symbolism. I infer a symbolism there that he sacrificed a bit of his father's memory for this revenge quest. You know, he's lost a bit of his father and inadvertently himself yeah. by seeking this revenge. Oh. Yeah, it's... Ow. I love it. I love it. Because, I mean, it, there's so many... And, and it makes more sense to me now how, he, blinded by revenge, he's he's using this as a weapon. Yeah. Uh, and so forth. And so... But I do remember, like, it stood out at first. It was like, Wow. But, again, it's one of those things where, you know, um, we, I don't know that he has the same attachments we have necessarily. Yeah. Like, you know, in my, in my bit, yeah, I would want to wear that helmet. I want, I would want to, you know, feel like I'm embodying my father a little bit. But, in this regard, you know, is he embodying his father by going on this revenge quest? You know, yeah. we don't know. So, but anyway, that's, that's. That's kind of how I've I've looked at it. Of you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, imagine if you went on a revenge quest for someone that you know, say your father was killed. Yeah. And you have the choice to go on this revenge quest, but every action you take to try and get your revenge, you lose a bit of your memory of your father. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it to not seek revenge and keep a pure memory of your father or to sacrifice the memory of your father in order to get your revenge? Mm. And that's kind of what I see happening here with Boba Fett is he's giving up pieces of his memory of his father in order to avenge his father. Yikes. It's like, great, you've avenged him. Now avenged what? who? <laughs> exactly. Mm. You know, yeah. do you even remember who your father really was anymore? See, mm. stuff like this, conversations like this, is why I'm really excited for you to listen to the adventures. <laughs> because you're going to love it. You're going to sure. love the suffering game so much. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds like my life. That's, that's <laughs> the next arc. Um, anyway, so yeah, I wanted, I wanted to include that because like I said, you, ha you, you had a visible reaction to it, but I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Ugh. Sad. Um... With the explosion, Bowman Company know that the trap has been sprung. The mouse has got the cheese. Sort um, of. <laughs> sort of. But Boba knows that you need to prove the kill, which is very smart and very bounty hunter-ish of him. Uh, especially if you want the money. So Boba, Aura, and Castus head to check it out, 
and Bosk is criminally underused as he is left to watch the prisoners. Yeah, I hate that Bosk got so cropped out of this yeah. this time around. I I'm, they didn't I, even use a hissy voice. I'm so glad he comes back. Yeah. You know, he's not done. We see more of him. But oh. here, for his introduction, yeah. it's just like yeah. left wanting. Left severely wanting. Just like Bulba's like, I love you, Snake Daddy. Right. Well, <laughs> and that's part of why I want more is because it's like, this is such a different dynamic. Yeah. In Legends, this wouldn't, like, Bos Bosk would have choked baby Boba. Yeah. It, like, they, none of them got along. Like, that's the thing. They were all enemies of Boba Fett because he was so good. Yeah. Everybody, was, everybody hated Boba because he always took everybody else's kills. He always got the big, biggest payouts. And, like, yeah. Bo like, they wouldn't have worked together normally. Yeah. So now to see them working together is like, hmm. Yeah. I just, like, imagining their dynamic, knowing what I know now. It just, like, as adults, just, like, Boba riding by with the kill that Bosk was supposed to get. Just like, I love you, son. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Uh, well, it's one, it's one of those things, like, okay, do we... Again, we don't have this, but do they get to that relationship again? Does something of a fallout happen? Or do they just kind of... Does Boss just eventually be like, you don't need me anymore? Because yeah. he's kind of the muscle in this scenario. He's kind of yeah. the... Because Castus ain't doing nothing. Gosh, just complaining. Like, literally, that's all he does the entire episode. Mm -hmm. I am so glad in the next episode what happens to him. <laughs> Spoilers! Um, spoiler! Uh, at this point, R2 has found Mace and Anakin, but he cannot free them because the episode would end too early. <laughs> exactly. I love, like, oh no, everything's gonna fall down if you move this piece, but literally later, it's like... Now, yes, okay, yes, 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 heard, I'm hearing you. Yeah, the, the Jedi were using the force to help it and all that other stuff but at the same time it's kind of like convenient yeah it's very convenient sounds like a good plot device like <laughs> i'm not complaining i'm just saying it's convenient yeah um so instead anakin sends him to get help hashtag get help so he yeets uh or two across the room <laughs> like my droid is very sick get help whoop <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is absolutely a move that Anakin and Ahsoka would use. Oh, yeah. Like, that is 100%. <laughs> That's funny. That's a Thor Ragnarok reference, if you didn't catch it, by the way. Yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I love it. Well, because it's one of those scenes where it's like, that's... That's, that's Thor. Alright, you're brothers now. Because <laughs> they've never felt like brothers more than when Thor is throwing Loki at someone. If you have never been thrown by your brother. Right. You are not siblings. You know, Thor's, Thor's so cool, he hits a dude with another dude. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Anyway. There's a panel in a Captain Marvel comic, I'm sorry, <laughs> where Captain Marvel literally, literally holds Tony by the ankles and uses him to hit someone. <laughs> it's so funny. But anyway, uh, R2 is our only hope because Mace's droid gets eaten by a Gundark pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, that was like... As convenient. <laughs> well, I mean, it was one of those things where it's also... I mean, obviously his droid's very droidy. Yeah. You know, very... Yeah, but at the same time, it was also kind of like, like, oh wow, yeah. droid murder. Droid murder is still murder. Um, it's been a murder. Uh, what happens next is a series of unfortunate events as R2 dons a series of disguises. No. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't pull a Count Olaf. Well, um, I mean, kind of, but not really. <laughs> yeah. He uh, sabotages the bounty hunters at every turn, and he's having so I much fun. I love it. So, well, there's one moment. So there, there's a point when they're like they're climbing up the elevator shaft, 
and he's like, I'm going to drop some rubble on them. And then he grabs rubble, and he's pulling it to the shaft, and he's like, do 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 yeah. It's just like... It's so cute. Easy like Sunday morning. And, and, then, <laughs> and then that doesn't work, and he's like, I'm going to throw a bomb. <laughs> it's just like, what? Uh, and he's having fun the entire time. Like, there's a point when... Uh, I think it's after he throws the bomb where he kind of does that little R2 boopy laugh kind of yes. thing. Oh my gosh. It's so great. I love like, it. Well, and what's so funny is it's like, Anakin and Mace are still dying. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I love R2 so much. I know. It's He's rude. like, I'm going to help you guys, but first let me kill these bounty hunters. Yeah. It's like, we watched, I keep going back to Revenge of the Sith, but it has one of the best R2 moments in the entirety of Star Wars. Where, like, Anakin calls R2, just like, come on, come down here now. And he just, like, screams in the room. Oh, oh yeah, I, I love that scene. It's my favorite scene for R2. It's so great. But but you know it's like, I, I, I want, in my head canon, it's like, our Obi-Wan's like, oh, R2, great to see you. He's like, I'm not here for you, I'm here for Anakin. <laughs> You're not my dad. <laughs> and, and, and Obi-Wan's just like, what did he say? He's like, eh, beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love R2 so much. R2 has a potty mouth, and that's canon. It is canon. <laughs> he and L3 swap dirty jokes on the Falcon. Yes. I love it. So, eventually, R2 gets to the Jedi ship and uses one uh, to send the Gundark packing. It was great. I, I just, <laughs> I love it. Because there's the funny part when he uses his little suction cup dart to stick to the gun dart it's so and it's funny. a it's a it's a lovely little pop <laughs> and then the next thing you know like the gun dart's about to get r2 and he sends the ship flying and it's just a it's like a, a almost like a dog whine like <laughs> as, as it goes I, it's so funny that poor gun dart he would <laughs> he just wanted a meal <laughs> and he just picked the wrong droid yeah so uh, he takes Mace's ship and flies into orbit to try to get far enough away to send a message. Uh, the crew's the crew assumes it's Mace and are on his tail. Um, the crew of bounty hunters. Yeah, because they they see Mace's ship, and they're like, "Oh, Mace is alive. He's escaping." Yeah. And so they they quickly regroup. Yeah. Um, Which is great on Artu's part. Mm-hmm. Like, well, but and that's part of the difficult because. <clears throat> You know, he's just supposed to fly far enough away from the jammer so that he can get a signal out. But because they start chasing him, then he has to go full on, like, he has to get the hyperspace ring and just dip completely. Yeah. But what works is because because it's Mace's ship, they assume, okay, R2 didn't get away. Mace got away. Yeah. Uh, And so they they just kind of call it off. But there's so many times when Mace talks in this episode and you're just like, heavy sigh. Yeah. Because, like, he sees... You've learned nothing. He sees R2 fly in the ship, and he's like, so he's getting help, huh? Yes, he's getting help, Mace. Gosh, dang. Do you not see the ship chasing him? Like, goodness gracious. Have a little faith. There's so many times when I just want to be like, golly. Because it's a balance of... There's times, like, and we talked about this in Revenge of the Sith, and I'm sorry we keep bringing up Revenge of the Sith, okay? We just movie. watched it, and it's a good movie. But there's a part when, like, Obi-Wan, you know, he's like, I don't trust, you know, talking about Anakin, he's like, I don't trust him. And Obi-Wan's like, isn't he the chosen one? And Mace just has the best, and this is why Samuel L. Jackson was perfect, because Mace just has the best delivery of, like, so the prophecy says. <laughs> like, and it's just the perfect amount of maybe. <laughs> he might be. Right. Like, I don't think so, but Maybe. 
It's just one of those things where it's just like there's there's times yeah. when I'm I'm really like, gosh, you're great, Mace Windu. Mace, your dark side is showing. But then there's times when it's just like exasperation. Just, <laughs> right. It's just like yeah, ridiculous. Um. So yeah, R two cleverly shakes the bounty hunters. And, uh, who think Mace has escaped and call it a day. Uh, R2 gets to the Jedi Temple and fights a droid for a socket. I love this. To share well, his message. Yeah, because he's rushing down the hall. He already, like, bumps two droids. Like, he clearly, I love it so much. He clearly could have gone around them, but chooses to be like, get out of my way, move! And then he gets there in a full-on briefing, mind you, with yes. several Jedi, and he just, like, almost the same way of... Revenge of the Sith, he just rails into this other droid, and it's like, my socket! <laughs> and, so, and they're just like, okay. He likes, it just, let him say what he wants to say, because clearly... Yeah, and I think I think it's Obi-Wan who just says, oh, that's Anakin's droid. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Ahsoka. It's Ahsoka. Yeah, Obi-Wan didn't even show up. It, oh, right, um, right, right. It's Ahsoka and Plo, and then there's several Jedi on hologram. Yeah. So, but it's just funny, like, I really have to believe there was a, there was a way R two could have done it any other way than that, but I love that he chose He's to just so like so dad gum dramatic right. <laughs> I love it. We call we call C three PO the drama queen, but R two is the real drama. Yeah, but R two does it well. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like oh man. Um, so he shares his message, and Plo Koon, Ahsoka, and the Wolf Pack, who I love. Yes, I love that name. Well, and I think. I want to say this is one of the first times we see Wolf in mm. full arm. Now, in Grievous Intrigue episode where Eeth Koth is captured, uh, we do see Wolf in armor, but I don't think we see his helmet. I think this is the first time his helmet shows up. And yeah. we see the updated look of the Wolf Pack. Because originally Wolf Pack was crimson. They were, uh, if you go back to the third episode, the Malevolence episodes, um, they had crimson markings. And the wolf symbol was black. Here, it's changed to the gray. They have gray markings, and even the gray, uh, the wolf symbol's gray, too. Yeah. Love this look much better. Yeah. The wolf symbol's so cool. Oh, yeah. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, you big furry. You <laughs> love me so much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love it. Now, the crazy thing is, wolf, wolf goes through, I think, three sets of armor wow. throughout. Yeah, like, this is his first one, so <laughs> you'll see when it changes. Yeah. But, yeah. Can't wait. I love Wolfpack. They're so cool. Um, so they they show up to save the day, and Mace, Mr. Grumpy Pants, actually thanks R2, which was lovely. I love the end because of that, because, yeah. you know, he's like, when he doesn't even thank him, he just he just says, I see why your master has a lot of faith in you. Yeah. And then um, Anakin's like, that's more than I ever get. And, yeah. and, and Mace is just like, all right, I'm done. Yep, it's like, lays but, back on the stretcher. <laughs> but, but, but he's right, Mace. Yeah. Like. I mean, you can thank a droid, but you and and you didn't even thank him. You didn't even try to thank him. Yeah. But he's right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Anakin's not asking you to hug him. He's just asking for some freaking validation. Exactly, and that happens so many times over the series and over the films, where so many people have failed Anakin, that it makes me angry. Right. It's like Darth Vader's your fault. <laughs> I, not really. Not really. I don't yeah. take that too seriously. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of moments. Yeah. The, the thing to learn from it is be responsible with your words and with how you speak and to and about people and all this other thing because just imagine everyone that 
I mean, you know, same thing with Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, everybody thought he was so dangerous he started to believe in himself. With Anakin, you know, everybody started to doubt him, so he wanted to prove it yeah. wrong. And Well, he wasn't getting any positive validation. He wasn't getting anything positive except for one person. Well, for two people. But well, Padme the, the, wasn't there. The positive far outweighed the negative, I think. I think yeah. that, you know, you know, like with Obi-Wan. I, you know, yeah, he complains about Obi-Wan a lot, but I think at the same time he loves Obi-Wan and does have a valid, valued relationship. But then Obi-Wan does something yeah. Jedi, you know, and it's just like, yeah, really? You've seen how I've done everything else great, and you really want to throw the Jedi book at me right now. Yeah. Like, just trust me. It's like, I don't know. Like, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, you have to be you have to be careful because you never know what people start thinking of themselves because of what you think of them. Yeah. And, and so forth and so on. Yeah. So. And we talked about before the podcast gifted child syndrome. Yeah, where it's like you know they start to believe what you believe about them. Yep. They they don't even discover for themselves what they believe about them because yep. they start believing what you think. And, and when, then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when then it falls fails. short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things you're so great and then you mess up and it's like. But I thought it was so awesome. Yeah. I thought it was so great. And it's not to say you can't tell kids they're great, but you have to yeah. also be realistic of saying, like, hey, you're great, but you're still going to have tough days. Things are still going to not work out. Yeah. For, you know, they have to be prepared. They can't just be put on a pedestal that you're yeah. going to instantly set on fire. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, you're doing well, but you could always improve. Right. I wish someone had told me that as a kid, instead of saying, oh, she's so smart, look at her test scores. Right, it's like... You don't feel like you have to work on anything. You don't no. feel like you have to do anything. Because you're awesome. You should just be awesome. So, but yeah. So it's one of those things where at the end where it's like, it's like a, aw, Anakin. That, that's just, don't go. But it's so but it, Right. Layered. It's like, he's not wrong though. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how the Clone Wars does, well, it's like the one where, it's like the scene when, uh, from the, a uh, few weeks ago when we were watching the Mandalorians where he killed the guy and Aunt Obi-Wan's just like, Anakin, no. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> and it's it's just like casual murder. Yeah. <laughs> like it's one of That should things. be a, like you should talk about that. Like was he was he justified? Absolutely. Yeah. Should you still talk to him about that? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's like one of those things like you really have to listen and think about it. I like when Clone Wars and, you know, the previous films even throw in that little hint of the Imperial March. Oh right, those moments where it's just like there's something under the surface that's not being dealt with. Yeah. So. That's why you should always deal with your issues, ladies and gentlemen, and whatever. Like, do, be careful with yourself. Don't put Don't. your stuff in the backpack because it starts to get heavy and you can't progress in life. Exactly. Deal with your problems one at a time, not as yeah. a giant mess. Yes. That's our advice. Uh, and, <laughs> but, so that's that episode. Goodness yeah. gracious. Good golly. Well, we got into some... Anakininess now, yeah, but uh, but th- we're we're back to much more boba in the next episode, and this is the good one. This is the really good one. Yeah. So we'll get on into it. Onward. And for our last episode, yeah, of this long, long Clone Wars rewatch, um, but we're having fun. <laughs> having conversation. So uh, the 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 hope is that everyone else is as well. So. Um, now, season two, episode twenty-two, Lethal Trackdown, and I think after this we're done with season two. I want to say, um, Maybe. I know next, I, I know next we're going to talk about season three episodes, but uh, I think for the most part we are done with season two. Um, 
it goes it's going quick this time around it went a lot quicker yeah but anyway so the moral of this episode is and i love this one revenge is a confession of pain mm. which is very true if you're seeking revenge you've got stuff to deal with and we just talked about you know with anakin yeah. if if certain things had gotten deal dealt with maybe it would have been a lot different yeah. maybe if boba had dealt with things if someone had just in their life been like hey are you okay this you need a cookie healthy. right <laughs> Um, you know, and that's why it's important to have accountability partners and friends that can do that sort of thing with yes. you and family members as well, but, um, just people that you can kind of check in with, yes. you know, and so forth. And, you know, so it doesn't always have to be like intensive. It doesn't have to be like therapy. Uh, it doesn't have to be big, but it does have to be a conversation yeah. with but someone. But also at the same time, don't rely on your friends as your well, only... Yeah, ha have the wherewithal to recognize, okay, do I just need time with friends to recharge, or do I need something more, and, and so forth and so on. But, yeah, I mean, either way, it comes down to talk. Uh, talk about these things. Uh, it would have been a little different maybe for Bob if he had. Yeah, if he had had, like, a family counselor just mm -hmm. coming in and, like, I see you have some emotions. Right, and he's just holding his dad's head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> right. I'm fine. Wearing a hockey mask. <laughs> oh my goodness. Joy. And a sweater. Um, so, uh, the opening narration is, Lethal Trackdown. The young Boba Fett has taken the law into his own hands and made two attempts on the life of Mace Windu, the Jedi Master who killed his father. Boba's mentor... Uh, bounty hunter Ora Singh has taken three Republic officers hostage in an effort to force Windu to face Boba on their terms. A tactic that does not sit well with the young vigilante. No. And we see that. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be one where we really kind of <clears throat> open up the can on talking about Boba's character a little bit. Because this is where we see all of the little bits we've been talking about yeah. come a little bit more to the surface and whatnot. Yeah. Um... We come to the final chapter, quote-unquote, for Boba as of right now. Yeah, this part. Yeah, this isn't where, you know, this isn't the last we see he of Boba. He comes back. Obviously. Um, so Anakin and Mace are hospital buddies just hanging out in each other's rooms. Well, well I think it's a shared room. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so funny to me. Like, at first I thought it was just, like, Anakin visiting Mace in nope. his room. Like. Mace is just, like, propped up on some pillows, scrolling through his space iPad, probably scrolling through Spacebook, and just, mm -hmm. like, it's so funny to me to see him so casual. Right. And Anakin's just, like, pacing around. <laughs> right, and, and I, you know, it's just, again, one of those things, this pairing is interesting. Yeah, it's incredibly interesting. Just, like, <laughs> I, I, it, Mace Windu reminds me of my mom in this moment. Just, like, chilled out on his iPad. Oh, yeah. That's like your mom's resting state. <laughs> exactly. Like, ugh, my mom is always either on Pinterest or Facebook, so mm -hmm. it's so easy to get in contact with her through either of those. Right. You know she's always <clears throat> there. Yeah. Uh, so, the Jedi receive a message from the bounty hunters. That's my getting my place noise. <laughs> they receive a message from the bounty hunters. They still want Mace, and to show that they're serious, they show them that the Admiral and the clones are still alive and being held by... As their hostages. Uh, and we also see Boba holding a blaster to the head of one of the clones. Mm -hmm. Pawns. And, yeah. He attempts to kill Pawns to show that they're serious. 
but he cannot bring himself to do it. So Aura does it for him. Mm. Yeah. Which, um, <coughs> what I found interesting is that Mace has been with Pawn since Geonosis. We know that um, from lore. Yeah. That's canon. Mm. Um, so about a year now. And, you know, Pawns was in the Battle of Ryloth episodes with Mace Windu. Yeah. But Anakin is the one that reacts. Yeah, he's... Yeah. I, I just, I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to read too much into it. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, it's very clear sometimes how Jedi feel about their clones. Right, you know, Anakin clearly shows a reaction <clears throat> of, you know, it's kind of... I mean, it's a mix of kind of sadness and anger, a little bit of, yeah, you know, that was Pawn's. Yeah. And, but we don't really get Mace's reaction, which I thought was, you know, that's what I would have loved to see is, yeah. you know, was he just like, it's one of those, is he just sad because it's loss of life? I have to imagine, as a Jedi, he should at least have that re response. Should. But with Anakin, it's p more personal, you know. Yeah. He he doesn't just react. He he says the name of the clone trooper and everything, and that's not even yeah. his clone trooper. So I just I thought it's, that was interesting. It's one of those things you can really tell a lot about a Jedi by how they refer to their clones. Mm -hmm. If they say you know it's just a clone, mm -hmm. or if they say that person that clone's name mm -hmm. and say how they affected them in a way, mm -hmm. like and we see that more from Anakin than we do any other Jedi mm -hmm. other than Ahsoka. Yeah, and that, and that's what's always been interesting. And, and it's not to say that more Jedi don't care, but again, I think Mace probably just cared about the loss of life, not specifically whose life it was. You know, yeah. and it, there's a subtle difference between that. So, yeah, it's also, you know, <clears throat> the whole scene with, you know, because Boba, he's not been wanting to do this. He's, he wants Mace, but, he, you know, this whole murder of innocence and all this other stuff... You know, I don't know if, again, it has to do with Pons being, looking like his father. You know, yeah. Pons didn't have his helmet on and everything. I don't know if it's got to do with that, or if it's just because Pons is innocent in all this. Yeah. But either way, clearly it rubs Boba the wrong way. I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, you know, he just, he, he can't bring himself to yeah. do that. Yeah. I'm sorry for my gross coughing and mouth noises. I'm still a little bit under the weather. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, after that, uh, Plo Koon and Ahsoka are on the hunt for Boba while Mace and Anakin continue to rest up even though they seem fine. Yeah. Yeah, I Whatever. mean... They just need a nap. It's it's nice because, you know, Plo and Ahsoka, but also it's like, why couldn't they go again? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I keep looking away from my notes and forgetting where I was. Well, there you go. That's... Yeah. But, yeah, Morisoka is always welcome. Uh, while they do that, Boba and company find a place to hold up while they wait, and who better to hang out with than Hondo? I was very excited when I found out they were going to uh, Florum. Yeah. I got it right. Mm -hmm. I always get Florum and Felucia yeah. mixed up. You get the, you, you mix up your Fs. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll talk about it when we do our uh, ten, ten things about Revenge of the Sith. Like mm -hmm. how I had a very emotional reaction and then was immediately corrected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, aww, 
Flora. No. No, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I was very excited to see Hondo again so soon. Mm, oh, yeah, and you're, I mean, he's going to keep coming up, trust me. Yeah, I love Hondo. It, I, I do, I can understand how some people got sick of him um, at, at some point, because he does come back a lot more yeah. than you would expect, but at the same time, it's Hondo, so it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm down any time he shows up. Yeah, and I think I, I get more excited because the first time I saw him was in the few episodes of Rebels that mm. we watched together, and I was like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of cool, but I don't really get why people love him so much, and then I see Hondo in his first appearance, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. I like you. <laughs> um, when here, it's great. You know, Hondo always gets the best stuff, and he so, does. you know, uh, it's revealed grossly that Aura in Hondo used to be a thing. Yeah, really gross. Yeah, uh, but uh, when he sees Bo, <laughs> when he sees Boba, he just has the best line of, "I assume it's not mine." <laughs> I love that yeah. so much. Like, yeah, it's such a over your head if you're not paying attention or if you're too young. Yeah, but it's like, oh, in context, it's gross. so it's it's <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, um, so we find out. Hondo actually shows a serious and sympathetic side when he meets Boba and actually gives his condolences for the loss of Janko, which, that's really nice. It Yeah, and, I mean, it does go along with what I said in our main show, though, where it's like he's constantly hearing about his father from other people. Like, yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things where it's, I'm, I'm sure that's very conflicting for him as well, because it's like, yeah, I know my dad, you know, that's why, that's why I'm here. I know my dad, I, I you know, I know he was a great guy. Yeah. You don't need to tell me. Yeah, and it's one of those things, like, we really get to see a side of Hondo that we've never seen before. Much more paternal here. Um, You really don't see him get paternal until Rebels fully, like with Ezra and everything. But, you know, seeing it glimpse here, it shows, like, I mean, he's a a questionable dude, but he also, (laughs) he's he's got some quality to him as well. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Back to Ahsoka and Papa Plot. Mm-hmm. which I referred to him as for the entirety of us watching this video, or this episode. Uh, the two are investigating the lower levels, and Detective Plo Koon recognized Aura Singh in the video earlier and decides to visit a bar that she likes on the lower levels. Clever. Which, yeah, we see uh, the lower levels not much, but I enjoy when we do see them. Well, yeah, and it keeps coming up later, Yeah. Um, which I appreciate, but it's also one of those things where it's like, more... Give me more. <laughs> yeah, I like. I made the comment when we were watching it, like, why are there so many Twi'leks down here? And then we cut to the bar scene, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, Underworld. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm really curious in some ways. Like, I think I asked you while we were watching the episode, like, how do, how do Jedi, like Aayla Secura, feel about Twi'leks being sex symbols in the, in their universe, like... Like, I can, you know, I, it's one of those things, I could see Hera caring about it more than Ayla. Yeah. Not that I have a criticism towards Ayla, it's just that from her canon perspective, she doesn't seem... She doesn't seem worried about much. <laughs> she seems very Jedi, is, yeah. it, is, is the way I would put it. In yeah. the sense that she considers that a Republic matter, you know, it's yeah. more of a, well, it's not all of us, I'm, I'm a Jedi, you know, yeah. and it's one of those things where it's like, they don't have to be that kind of perspective a little bit. Yeah. I don't, we're inferring about a character we don't know enough about to make. But yeah, with Hera, I see yeah. much more reason in her to be like about those 
you know, about Twilight rights yeah. and such like that. And it's one of those things, like, I think she would have a very big problem with her, uh, with her species being fetishized in a way. Yeah, well, and the thing, the, I mean, the thing is, it's because Ryloth is so under-resourced and so exploited that so many of the people have to do those things. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the men become either bounty hunters or guns for hire and or pirates even and all the women have to become you know you know they have to sell their services because it's like it's it's our living yeah. and it's become so standard that in the you know it's become a standard economic platform that then no attempt is made to make it better because it's like well your economics seem fine yeah, yeah but it's it's deplorable what we have yeah. to do and it's one of those things like it doesn't seem to go away. I mean, we see mm -mm. Ula in Java's palace. Yep. It's crazy. And, and that, and you know, it goes to show. It's the outer rim. The Republic doesn't care. It's not there. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't reach it, you know, so. Now, one thing I found interesting yeah. was, you know, because you made the comment of Ahsoka being with Plo in the underworlds, and you see a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that, and I'm almost wondering if, there's not really a concern, you know, I mean, usually you'd be like, okay, you're taking a teenager to a very yeah. sketchy place, you wouldn't She's do that. She's a baby. You know, on a ride-along, you wouldn't do that as a cop. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not like... It's happened twice so far. <laughs> I almost view it like, she's not Ahsoka, she's not a child, yeah. she's a Jedi. Yeah. Which, yes, yeah, she's still a Padawan, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you don't think... Well, she's not going to be swayed by that or bothered by that or yeah. she's not going to be influenced by these things or you know it's it's like uh, as a Jedi you all of a sudden have this whole transcended moral level where yeah. it's like you know it's not like you're ogling at these things because it's like you're above them yeah you know these are these are the people's things not Jedi things so why would she be bothered by it? yeah and now, they even made the joke when we see the Twilight Dancer and Ahsoka found out something very important that day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, because, I mean, Ahsoka really doesn't have a reaction to it. <laughs> and it's, it's like, it's all inferred. It's all, it's all from my point of view and my kind of thinkings of it. It's not like this is elements in the, in the episodes or anything. It's just, I found it interesting to think about, you know, is it normalized just because she's Jedi? It's one of those, like, it's not going to bother her. She's a Jedi. Yeah. kind of, you know, I don't know. But. Yeah, I get that. Either way. And those are the cool things about the underworld that come up, which is why it's such an interesting little yeah. sector to kind of want to explore. Yeah. Um, here in the bar, they look for clues, and Ahsoka listens in on one of the conversations around her, and hears uh, about one patron, one of the patrons... Jeez Louise, one of the patrons' friend getting murdered on Florum. Yeah, they they didn't they weren't on Patreon. They no. were they were just <laughs> they were visiting the bar. No, no, no. Um, they sponsor us. Someone I someone pointed out I thought this was interesting. I didn't catch it, but you know this happens after the lightsaber lost episode where she learns to listen, and here yeah. we see her listening. Yeah. It's one of those subtle moments of. She learned a lesson. Yeah. She's applying something she learned. I like it when that happens. Maturity. Like, yeah. I love that. It's 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 such little, yeah. subtle character development. And she's also getting another lesson in being kind of subtle. <laughs> right. Yeah, because she just kind of stands there like, hmm. <laughs> now, she does a very... I love how she, they get out of the scenario where she throws the money. And yeah. it's like, oh, you know, what Jedi? <laughs> like, yep. uh, you know, it's a That's, very... 
That's it, a very Anakin thing. Right. Uh, when I think Plo even has a comment of it, and she's like, well, it worked, didn't it? Like, kind of thing. <laughs> it's like... Which was a very Anakin response. Exactly. You can tell who her master is. Exactly. I yeah. love it. Um, so, yeah. See, Castus was a little over... The, little, the whole revenge thing after um, arriving on Hondo's place, and he was like, I, forget you guys, I'm going home. I'm working alone. <laughs> and goes to call his buddy, um... So, he was just about to double-cross Aura and the others. When Aura hears with her little antenna, mm. which, that was really I love that weird. they use it. I love that they, they use it a couple times in this episode, finally, and I love yeah. it. It's so weird to see it, like, oh, when the, yeah. go up into, <laughs> 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 I don't like it. I don't like things protruding from people's heads. You can see why David Cronenberg films. Well, are very I'm sorry about all the hair that I have. <laughs> Ew. No, it's fine. No. Like, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You know the weird like sensitivities I have, like trypophobia and stuff like that. It's you just, always be tripping. It's just another one of those things. But I love Cronenberg films. Right. Yeah, I, but I did love that. You know, they they showed its purpose yeah. a little bit. It's not it's just very good. a weird thing. Yeah. Um. She uses it to poke Hondo in the eye, I guess. No. Um, Kinky. <laughs> gross. But yeah. <laughs> that, whole, that whole relationship is gross. So, Aura hears about the plan uh, and shoots Castus finally. Well, and I love the whole thing because, you know, Hondo's talking to her and she's clearly not pay paying attention and she just finally just, like, calls him, calls his name. And the idiot's just like, huh? <laughs> right. And she shoots him. And I'll, I just, oh my goodness, it's so funny. It's so funny. When, again, Hondo gets a great line because, you know, Cassius is like, I'm out. And he's like, oh, yes, not many men can handle order. And it's like, <laughs> stop it. Stop it, you raisin man. It's so gross. <laughs> um, so uh, I thought it was interesting um, what, you know, choosing to put Ahsoka in, in this story a little bit. You know, because I, I mentioned, you know, yeah, Mace and Anakin seem fine. They could have handled this. Mace has the most reason to want to go and handle this himself. Yeah. Even oh, even Anakin points that out. You know, and, and Mace even has a point when that happens where he's like, yeah, what would that do? Yeah. But that aside, there's kind of a, um, an interesting point that they choose to put uh, Ahsoka in this. And do you think because she is a similar age to Boba that that has a point to it? Or is it just because it's Ahsoka? <laughs> I think it's just because it's Ahsoka. I mean, it's one of those things, like, I don't think Boba would be able to kind of interact with her if he wanted to. They well, have such different, like, worldviews. Yeah, well, and I don't mean, like, they sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> Let's but talk about boys. I think it. I think it's... Definitely something you can look at, look look at these two young people and how different they are a little bit, you know? Yeah. And some of it is circumstantial. She's a Jedi, he's the son of a bounty hunter. But in the same regard, there's certain things that, regardless of your context, you know, there's just, there's choice. And yeah. clearly, I think Ahsoka makes different choices that... I don't. I can't think of anything that would specifically contrast Boba Fett, but I think, I I do kind of think that they wanted to show, hey, look at this other young person that is, 
you know, compl- on a completely different level yeah. of uh, other individuals her age kind of thing. Well, Ahsoka, a lot of the time, chooses forgiveness. Mm-hmm. There's one. Yeah, and, that, and you know, and that's the... I, I, so I, I think there has to be a little bit more than just, hey, we haven't seen Ahsoka in a little while. I, yeah. Or I, I want to believe that there's a kind of under underlying storytelling moment there. Yeah. Of, hey, look at Ahsoka. You know, look at Boba. Look at the. Yeah, it, I think it's. It, I think it's kind of a lesson on choice. I mean, more yeah. so for young people to pay attention to. Of, you can either choose to be Ahsoka or you can choose to be Boba. You um, can choose to be a product of your upbringing, or you can choose to strive for more. Yeah, well, yeah, and and it's you know it's one of those things with all these adult characters. It's nice to have these characters that are yeah around the same age of the target audience. Yeah, and you know I think there's some. There's definitely a lesson to be learned there. Yeah. Um, so, Ahsoka and Plo arrive, and there's an interesting Mexican standoff kind of scene when Plo's negotiations don't go very well. Negotiation doesn't get a lot done in the Star Wars universe. Right. Give me the prisoners. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, you know, Boba puts a gun to Plo's head, and... Uh, uh, Ahsoka has a lightsaber to Aura's neck. It's kind of a stand. Oh, it's, it's like lovely. <laughs> okay. Now what? <laughs> In the end, Aura gets free of Ahsoka and runs and leaves Boba to get caught um, by Plo and Ahsoka. And he- Ahsoka uh, pursues her on speeder bike. Which yeah. I always love speeder bike scenes. Yeah, because well, in now, you know, as Aura does call out and say, you know, all right, Boba, run. But she doesn't help, you know. Yeah. He does try and run, and Plo catches him. Yeah. You know, so it's not. It's one of those things where it's like, it faint. It feigns. Uh, oh, what's the word I'm thinking about? It, it feigns compassion. Yeah. It seems like she cares about him because she's like, you know, hey, run. She didn't just up and leave him, but she didn't exactly help him either. Yeah. Um, it, even after she saw he got caught. It shows that she does not care one bit. Yeah, not a good, not anyone. a good role model. No, not at all. Uh, so, Plo has Hondo speak to Boba and give him the "It's what your father would have wanted" line, telling him, you know, it don't fight this, just let it be. Yeah, tell him what they want to know. Yeah. Which. Um, yeah. yeah. If anything, it. Would it would be what Jango wanted? No. <laughs> I mean, Jango. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's yeah. like, I mean, you know, he's talking about your father would have wanted you to do the right thing, the honorable thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also like, yeah, but Jango kind of yeah. doesn't like these guys either. And I think I don't know. it's also your father would have wanted you not to fight and get yourself hurt. He would have wanted you to live in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's a. It's a very easy way to kind of twist his arm a little bit in my, yeah. you know, get him get him to do the right thing yeah. by manipulation a little bit. Yeah, and like we said, we get some really nice uh, parentalness. From yeah. Like yeah. he even puts his hand on his shoulder and is like, son, right. don't. <laughs> Tell the Jedi what they want to know. Yeah. You know, but yeah, so it's one of those things. Yeah. Um... Ahsoka uh, just... Oh, wait. I missed something. Um, it works. And Ahsoka pulls off chasing Aura to head there. 
Um, Ahsoka just barely beats Aura to the hostages, but Aura at this point is more interested in getting off of the planet and doesn't care at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ahsoka manages to stop her and causes Slave One to crash a short way away. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Aura. That's a good ship. Um, later, we see Boba and Bosk brought to Coruscant to be imprisoned. And Aura is not with them, so it seems Antenna Head is still out there. She somewhere. is. Somewhere. Yep. She Great. comes back. Great. Um, but, yeah, so it's one of the... Uh, it all kind of comes to a head exactly what you'd expect with uh, yeah. her character, you know, yeah. and her parental figure, uh, parental uh, influence of, of Boba, obviously not being yeah. a positive one. Some people just weren't made to be a mom. Exactly. So, so what did you think of Aura overall? Didn't like her. Yeah, you're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I see so much of like manipulation using uh, Boba's anger and his, you know, hatred of Mace Windu for her advantage. Yeah. Like, hey, I can use this. That's that's great. When I think she's even like, oh, look at the potential. This is Jango Fett's son. If I can just get him to do what I want, then, you know, she almost looks at Boba as a weapon, you Mm -hmm. know, as as something useful to her, and so she's like, yeah, I'll help you do this, and it's almost the same thing of, you know, Sidious with Anakin, where it's like, hey, do all these dark things, and it'll make you powerful enough to do all this other stuff that you want, and it's like, the more stuff I can get him to do, the further, the more malleable he will be to me. Yeah. Like, I can use him more, but I need him to do these things. You know, she's trying to turn him into a killer. She's trying to turn him into uh, a cold-blooded person and and an incompassionate and inhonorable, unhonorable person. Like she is. Exactly. Meanwhile, Hondo sees that he doesn't need that. He just needs he needs someone to care about him. I right. Think. Um. Yeah. And Dave Filoni has uh, a quote here that I thought was nice to include. It says, in episode two, Boba Fett saw his father murdered by Mace Windu. However, he's still got a long way to go before he becomes the battered bounty hunter we know so well. Or is an influence, and not much of a a nurturing parental figure, so that plays a part as well. She preys on his weakness and his desire for a family. It's pretty dysfunctional, and it sheds an interesting light on both Aura and Boba. You know, and and I think that's the big thing. You know, he says the line of, you know, she's an influence. And that's exactly the problem right now is Boba has so many influences around him and none of them are positive. Yeah. You know, which is the the unfortunate tragedy of Boba that makes Boba Boba. We've you said know. the word Boba so many times. Boba Boba Boba. Boba 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 Boba. I want bubble tea now. <laughs> so <clears throat> um but yeah, I mean it has a big it has a it, it's significant to what forms him to be the person that we we know later on and you know and at the end of the day, none of it, even, you know, you almost think, okay, well, now he's not in the life of crime. At least he's in prison. He can reform. But it's also, like, it's still not helpful. It just gives him time to stew. Right. It's one of those, you know, we've talked about the difference between, you know, punishment and education where it's like, you know, if you're just punishing them for something wrong and just telling them that it's wrong, that doesn't necessarily teach them not to do it anymore. Yeah. Especially you know. since he's in prison with other bounty hunters. Right. I mean, he's he's put in a place where now, like you're I mean, there's no separation. Like he's a 13-year-old about to go to full adult prison with yeah. other terrible people. Yeah. 
And so it just kind of stacks on. And, you know, Mace's whole thing in the end is this, like, you know, Boba's like, I can't forgive you. You started all this. And he's like, well, you're going to have to. Yeah. It's like. That's not ha- that's not so what he needed to hear. you just, like, at no point does Mace Windu show remorse. Yeah. He really did he screw this, this child's life. life up. Like. Yeah. You know, Boba's right. Like, yeah, he had a choice, but at the same time, he was put on a path with very limited choices yeah. of what to do next. And part of that's because you killed his dad. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, there's there's a toss-up in the Jedi way of, you know, show no emotion. You show no remorse for things you may have done wrong. Right, and well, and it's one of those things where it's like, well, Jango Fett was a bad guy. I did what yeah. I had to do. And, you know, you don't really think about the whole, like... Yeah. But you also left a child orphaned. Exactly. And that's one of those things where it's like, that's the layer that's not thought about of, yes. like, yeah, but he was a father. What? How many bad guys that we've killed were fathers? And how many more bad guys have we created, you know, by doing, by, yeah. by taking out that father or mother, whatever. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, how many more have you created by killing one? Yeah. And, you know, Boba Fett was a product of his yeah. father's death. Well, John, you know, if you if you kill a murderer, the amount of murderers stay the same. Yep. So kill Pretty much. two. So, <laughs> still doesn't help. Um, <laughs> but altogether, it's just, I mean, I love these episodes. They're really interesting. Oh, yeah. And I, obviously so much to talk about with Boba and such. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I know it was long. Sorry. Proud of you for sticking it out if you did. Like I said, listen to it in parts if you have to. We aren't going to be doing anything over the weekend, so... It gives you a chance to uh, take your time listening to this episode and our other Clone Wars episode that's coming out uh, today as well. So just enjoy it. Have fun. And like I said, if there's anything in the audio that we can improve, again, we've did a lot of playing with the mic and all that stuff. So, you know, if things still don't sound great, let us know. If they do sound great, let us know. If you think something could be different, let us know. And also just let us know what you think of these episodes. They're really, really interesting uh, and deal with who, someone who for some is a favorite character and others who isn't so it'd be interesting to hear your perspective what do you think about uh these episodes uh and what maybe was your favorite what was maybe something you wish they did different all that good stuff um so yeah one more clone wars rewatch episode coming out today uh so look out for that and then yeah we'll be back next week yay all right well you guys enjoy your day stay scruffy be and kind f- to yourself important. And may the force be with you. Bye.